Well, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today is just me, Trenton Sweet, and I'm going to be introducing you to my new book. It might even be released by the time this episode is released, so keep an eye out for that. The new book is titled Rewilding the Modern Man. And so today, I'm just going to read you through the introduction of this book, um, try to elaborate on it just a little bit so that you can get a gist. This is the unedited version right here. We're still finishing up the editing right now, so some things might change. Without further ado, I'll go ahead and get started here. So the introduction to rewilding the modern man. In this book, I hope to break down the restraining beliefs you may already have towards testosterone and its role in men's health. This book is primarily about natural hormone optimization, but the bigger picture is rewilding modern men so that the balance between feminine and masculine energy can be restored and men and women can once again achieve their greatest potential. For the sake of man, we can live in an abundant life, enjoying the wealth of our work and assist our children, wives, and tribes to do the same. Men have been providing and protecting for our tribes since the dawn of humankind. We are a vital part of what we call humanity and moreover a vital part of nature that has determined and designed powerful and meaningful roles and skills for both sexes well over 200 million years ago. A system designed by and for nature with the whole picture in mind. One that rewards love, compassion, protection, and supplying for our loved ones. Men are the other half of compassion and nurturing. Without both parts of this perfectly balanced design, humanity cannot excel and expand beyond our current suffering and destruction. Femininity has been uplifted to a point beyond its balance point, I believe, in an attempt to balance the design. Yet manhood, the other portion of the design, has been demonized as of late, and testosterone has taken the fall right alongside it. I hope to alleviate some of those ideologies and make some sense out of why modern men are becoming weak incapable, angry, and depressed. Modern men are suffering on many levels. This is bringing humanity down right alongside with us. We will discuss who and what is to blame for the destruction of the hormones and how to resolve it before it's too late. When you think of the word testosterone, what are your first thoughts? Aggressive, alpha male behavior, major league baseball, macho man, impatient, violent bodybuilders. Testosterone's reputation far exceeds the truth, and its role in the type A or alpha personalities is no more than a myth. While type A alphas may also have higher testosterone, the hormone is most commonly not the cause of violence and aggression. The notion that testosterone makes you a stronger and faster athlete is, of course, true. High levels of testosterone will indeed increase protein synthesis, hypertrophy, metabolic rate, and cognitive function all of which making a man better at being a man and consequently more happy, not angry. A man just isn't a man without optimal testosterone levels. A man's most desired biological role in humanity is to provide for and protect his mate, children, family, tribe, and community. Testosterone is a huge driver in maintaining efficiency in this role. The inability to perform adds more stress to the docile, tamed, caged and enslaved modern man. Decreasing testosterone levels each generation increases in obesity, diseases, and suicide rates in men is unbreakable. Men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women, and this figure has been increasing through the decades while the average testosterone levels have been decreasing. 
In this book, I want to reveal the importance of rewilding men back into our ancestral role in the yin-yang relationship we know as masculine and feminine. A relationship built by perfect design that has propelled mankind and nature to a powerful position in the universe, a position with plenty of responsibility. The shift in balance is inhibiting our ability to handle our responsibilities and our planet is falling apart because of it. Testosterone is a key player when it comes to preventing diseases and cancers linked to poor metabolic health. Testosterone is a hormone that makes men look and act like men. That's why a woman transitioning to a man takes exogenous testosterone. It literally makes a man out of you. Testosterone in the earliest stages of life determine gender. After the initial determining stage, testosterone levels are decreased and remain the same between boys and girls through the child's life until puberty, where a man's testosterone levels are supposed to increase dramatically, giving him all the traits that we associate with adult men. If this young man's testosterone levels are not optimal, he will suffer dramatically and so will the world around him. This is a common occurrence in our world today and we will discuss this in depth in a later chapter. Did you know that test plays a massive role in both men and women though? We all know that it is the main factor in a man's sex life, but to what extent? I hope to present you with these answers and many facts about testosterone while wrecking as many myths about it as possible. By the end of this book, you will know why you need to improve your hormonal function, how to avoid its detriment, and how to increase its function. Because, although I will point to many excuses as to why your hormones may be suboptimal, I will give you many more options in terms of optimization protocols. In the end, your health is in your hands. Modern world is loaded with hormone disruptors, so it's no wonder that testosterone levels continue to diminish with each new generation. But the world is also loaded with opportunity and a plethora of easily accessible knowledge to help guide you around those obstacles and into an optimized life which is something everyone should desire to have. A few statistics from the American First Policy on fatherlessness and its effects on American society about how important it is for a man to be a man in his own head, home, in the eyes of his wife, children, and community. 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes. 90% of homelessness and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists are from fatherless homes. 80% of the youth prison populations are from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. And men, like I mentioned earlier, are four times more likely to commit suicide than women. Now, more women do attempt suicide than men, but are far less successful, as men resort to lethal measures more frequently, apparently wanting to resolve more than their female counterparts. In 2020, 4,377 men died while working, while just 387 women died in the workplace. While women make up 16% of today's military in the US, the death rate of women in war is just 2.4%. 84% of men make up 97.6% of the deaths. 93% of the US prison population is male only seven is female. 71% of the homeless population in the United States is male, while just 29 is female. Being a good man is important, and the statistics listed previously should open your eyes to how delicate the line a man must walk truly is and how important it is for a man to be the best version of himself possible. Optimal hormone levels will 
unblur that fine line and make it easier to be the God-blessed man that you were born to be for yourself, your family, and your community. It is far easier in our society for a woman to thrive. The line a modern woman must walk is much more open. Albeit, albeit for the previous centuries, this was not the case. A woman today has multiple support systems that men do not. And I am not discrediting women for having the opportunity in our world today to be supported and grow in a positive direction. I believe heavily in balance. But it's no misconception that a man does not have the support that a woman does, nor does our culture allow for a man to delve into many of the support systems that he could. A modern man must prove his value often and always aim upwards or he might lose everything that matters to him. A 30-year-old man that does not own a home, a car, have a job, children, wife, humor, intelligence, or special skill that supplies them with money is completely unsuitable to more than 90% of the women out there. This doesn't mention the fact that women are also choosy about the physical appearance of a man. If he is also obese and short with poor posture, he is completely overlooked. A woman can be overweight, short, tall, skinny, lack any sort of real skill, and still propagate children. She can summon the support of many men, other women, and governmental assistance. She can find support for her and her children's well-being despite not knowing how to on her own. A woman can have a very low level of value and still survive. While a man with little to no value will likely end up in the same places that children raised without fathers go. That's why a woman can also have no money, no vehicles, no material belongings, low IQ, horrible sense of humor, total lack of ability to protect herself or his children, and lack of common sense. Yet she can still procure a man to provide her all those things. If that, male, if that man fails to do so, she can simply find another partner, which is plenty easier for a woman than a man. According to the National Center for Health Statistics, women initiate 80% of the divorces in the United States. The reason is generally that the husband did not provide something that was deemed necessary. The key point here that I want you to take from this passage is that if you wish to attract a valuable, beautiful, skillful, and loving partner, then you will need to be able to provide and protect your full capacity every day. And if you can, you will live an enjoyable life. As a side note here, once you have fallen in love with this valuable, beautiful, skillful, and loving partner, you will enjoy protecting them and providing them with what they need. It works in reverse as well. Your ability to provide love, security, gratitude, respect, trust, and support, and of course, all of the basic daily needs will reflect upon your partner's ability to provide what you need in return. Give yourself value. Go to the gym, lose the extra weight, improve your posture, learn to control the beast that resides inside you, follow your dreams and passions, earn a good and enjoyable living, become a valuable man, learn to love, learn to express your emotions, battle your demons, keep them at bay, and become a valuable man. Women are much choosier when it comes to finding a mate. This is good for humanity as a whole, but for a suffering young modern man, this can be very disappointing, especially if that young man is getting mixed signals about what it is that a beautiful, skillful, and loving partner actually desires. Many young men are told that they need to be more sensitive and feminine when the reality is that a desirable woman doesn't want such a man, especially to be her husband, her king, and partner. A queen 
needs a king and not one of those prissy kings that gets abused by the neighboring kingdoms. A king that doesn't budge on his morals and fights his own wars. A king that sacrifices himself before the people he is destined to protect and provide for. A true king. That is what a valuable woman deserves. A young man needs to learn that it isn't about attracting a woman. It is about becoming a man that a woman would want to spend her life with. A man that she can count on in all situations, from late night lovemaking to dark alleys and sketchy places. She needs to know that he will put her first. He needs to become sort of a monster in the places where it matters, like the bedroom, and when his wife and family need protected and cared. A monster that by all means can and will release the beast when called to do so but has complete control over the key. We live in a society where a young man is never taught how to be that man. He is never shown or allowed to show his full capacity. He doesn't even know what he is capable of. We don't have a rite of passage or a coming of age ceremony like ancient cultures did. When do we know that a man is a man? When he turns 13? Does he magically become a man or when he turns 18? What makes age the deciding factor? Doesn't every man mature differently? Doesn't he become a man when he, when he gets his first job or enlists in the military? When he goes to jail for the first time? When he has his first child? Sure, all these experiences will enlighten you to new worlds of understanding. Does society ever actually see you as a man? More importantly, does a man ever see himself as a man? Men and women alike are rarely taught to be adults. They are rarely given the chance to epically fail or succeed with their tribes fully behind them to support, teach, and cheer them on. It isn't until most men are on their own with little to no support that they endure their first right to passage. Some men need the support more than others. Some men don't recover from the fall. And in others, the fall engraves traits that provide the balls to never give up. If all men were shown support and were taught what they needed to do in order to express their best selves, I believe every man would have the balls to never give up, to never give up on his tribe, children, wife, friends, extended community, or most importantly, he would have the balls to never give up on himself. We've been taught for most of our lives to suppress what we feel as a man. Things like real men don't cry, never show your weaknesses, love is dangerous, don't act irrationally or out of instinct. These are all just a bunch of bullshit phrases that limit a man's emotional intelligence. Men cry, instinctive response is a very good thing when utilized in a controlled manner. Showing vulnerability and acknowledging weakness allows you to build and grow from them. Love isn't dangerous, it's the greatest feeling in the world, a feeling that I could argue is the entire meaning of our human existence. That's complete balance is when you are in love. The years in which I was becoming a man were the most difficult years, and many young men share that truth with me. The highest number of suicides are in this age group. I know the feeling of wrecked hormones, wrecked ego, diminished pride, and lack of belonging. Those are things I would never wish upon anyone, yet many young men today live this way every single day. I want to share what I have learned so that more people can live in a way that is beneficial for them and the people around them. Quick disclaimer before we begin, I'm not your doctor, I am not your psychologist, I'm not your therapist, I'm not your pharmacist. I'm just a man that has learned some shit that changed my life in massively positive ways. I have no college degrees, so consult with your health practitioner before applying any of the methods in this book. The most relevant credentials I have 
are that I am a man, a husband, a father, a son, a gym owner, an author, a group, and personal trainer. And I give a shit about people. I'm not selling you a special drug or treatment to magically fix your life. I'm just selling you this book. What you do with the information inside is up to you and only you. Throughout this book, you will see a few different words used in place of testosterone to break up the redundancy. I will use words like test, T, and testosterone interchangeably, referring to, to testosterone. I'll use words like hormones, hormonal function, etc., to refer to the entire endocrine system. I will also use the term endocrine disrupting chemicals or EDCs as a blanket term for poisons, toxins, petrochemicals, plastics, phthalates, neurotoxins, mycotoxins, man-made chemicals, etc., that harm the function of the endocrine system. So let's dive in. And that is the unedited version of the introduction to rewilding the modern man. Um, essentially, the book is going to bounce around balance a lot. It's going to be bouncing from balancing hormones, um, which in turn will help you balance your emotions, um, will help balance every other part of you. Our hormones are basically the drivers of our actions, our reactions, our responses. If your hormones are in check, then controlling those reactions and responses is going to be a lot easier for you. Um, in the book, I talk about a lot of different modalities that you can use in order to balance your hormones. There are a multitude of ways, um, a lot of ways that I have gone through myself. This, this book is written on experience and research. And there's a, there's a lot of love in this book. Um, I do believe heavily in balance. I think that once we're able to rebalance humanity as a whole, I think that you know things are going to be a lot better for our entire planet. I think that's kind of the point we're at right now as we've been for the last, really for the last couple thousand years, humanity has been um, put in a position where we're very out of balance, really out of whack from where we should be. And most specifically, the last few centuries, things have been really difficult for humanity um, as far as staying balanced goes as far as like having our true freedom, our conscious freedom, um, our bodily, physical freedom, we've been really stuck in a tight place. And currently, I think that women are coming to a place where they are balancing. Um, they are finding a comfortable and a happy place where they are becoming balanced. But the other side, masculinity, is not coming around just yet. It's starting to, um, but I think that the feminine side is far ahead of the masculine side as far as balancing goes. And so that's really kind of the point of this book is that um, we have a lot of work to do as men and we've really fallen off the wagon. The, the push from the powers that be is not to push us into balance, it's to keep us out of balance. And so as women, as a whole become more balanced and the energy uh, shifts to where it ought to be on that side. The push from the powers that be is to push masculinity more to that side and will weigh the entire planet down on very excessive feminine energy. And as we know, being out of balance in any way 
is not good. Things topple over, things collapse, things, you know, they uh, become destroyed, right? And uh, can cause catastrophe. And so a balance to either side will do that. Um, just currently the balance is most definitely going far to the feminine side. And so what we need to do as men is to balance ourselves out and to help balance the entire system that we know as the masculine and feminine system. And we have a lot of power to do that. It's a lot easier than you think it is. And so this book is going to teach you how to do that and why you need to do that. Um, even on just a personal level, just rebalancing your hormones is going to make you, it's going to make you thinner. It's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you happier. It's going to make you smarter. All the things that you really want to be because those things all can excel you in other places in your life too. There's, there's a ton of reasons why you should want to rebalance your hormones. And this book is going to tell you all of those reasons. So, uh, like I said in the beginning, this book may be released by the time this episode released. And so some of that stuff in the introduction might be worded just slightly differently because like I said, we're editing right now, but, um, Point being is, if you don't have it on your list of books to get yet, you need to put it there. And if it has been released by the time this is out, um, I hope that you are at least partway through the book, and I hope you're enjoying it. And again, I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have a wonderful motherfucking day.